0: Good morning, friends, old and new. Welcome. My name is Thimby, and I am here with another conversation to share myself. Well, I said good morning, but wherever you are in your day, welcome to the conversation. Good morning, friends. It is such a cold day, but guess what? I'm so excited to be here in this big comfy chair. (laughs) As usual, I have another experience that I want to share with you, and I'm excited about it. Now, before I do that, I want to ask one thing, humbly, please subscribe to the show if you have not already. This is a new year, and it's already moving in a more intense direction, and that means that I'll be releasing uh, steady episodes. Yay! I found my rhythm, y'all. I found my rhythm. I found my momentum. I'll be releasing episodes more frequently. And I don't want you to miss anything. The second thing is I want to invite you to open dialogue. If you have a question or a comment or something was shared that sparked something in you or helped you in some kind of way, I would love to hear about that. And you can follow me on Instagram or not follow me, but you can still submit a question or concern. Um, You can strike up a conversation or drop a line or just say hi on Instagram and on Instagram's new platform, Threads. The profile name for both is at Simply Thimby. Yes, that's a new name. Remember the conversation we had about me hiding? Okay. I realized that even in my profile, I was still hiding Okay. Even in my social media platforms, I was still hiding behind something. Instagram, I was hiding behind a remnant nation. I love the logo and the, the name of the ministry. It's beautiful, but I was still hiding, honestly. So it's at Simply Thinby, because it's just me. Um, third thing, for a moment... Instagram will be the primary way to be in touch. As the year progresses, I will reevaluate the website and other platforms. But for now, I'm just keeping it simple. I do have some growth ideas that I'm super excited about. And some things, directions will be taken. And guest guest speakers on the show, I'm so excited about it. But anywho, we're going to keep it simple for a moment and let it progress as it does, okay? So all of that being said, I am so ready to get into this conversation. I want to tell you first why this episode is a day late, okay? (laughs) I was literally trying to record the episode and could not finish yesterday. I got up in the morning I went for a walk on that cold, 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 cold day. Walked six miles, y'all, <laughs> in the cold. Yesterday, I, I got up and I started trying to record the episode, and I just, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't muddle through it. My spirit was very agitated yesterday morning. So I tried to pray through it, and that, that really, I mean. I'm I'm not going to say prayer didn't help, but I didn't find relief, okay? Talking to God is always a blessing. It's always always beneficial. But I didn't find relief from whatever was bothering me. So I got dressed and got dressed some more. (laughs) And I went for a walk on that cold, cold day. Walk six miles, six miles, and whatever was going on in my spirit, it was really agitating because I walked six miles in about an hour and 10 minutes, y'all, <laughs> last time I did that walk, it took me two and a half hours, I walked six miles in an hour and 10 minutes, okay, anyway, so, when I got done walking, I came back and I tried to sit down and record again. I tried and I muddled through it and I stuttered and and I just could not get it out. I felt, it felt disgenuine. Something felt disgenuine. I think I was trying to tiptoe through the the situation, through the circumstance I was trying to say but not say actually what it was and you'll understand why in a little bit but it just felt like I was not being real and I just could not do it so I stopped I just put everything down turned it all off why was I trying to tiptoe around the actual circumstance um because this question. What do you do when God requires something of you, when he asks you to do something that is so far away from everything you've ever known to be right or righteous? What do you do? What do you do when everything around you is the exact Opposite of what God has said. You obey God and everything around you, everything and almost everybody around you is the exact opposite of what you would have expected out of obedience. Yeah. That's it. So let's go, let's go to this, to the circumstance. In the last part of last year, 23, God really began to speak to me, right? I I talked to, I, I mentioned before about this new ministry that he has planted me in and it is it is absolutely amazing. I'm 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 excited about it, and I'll give you the, the address for the Citadel of Faith in Chattanooga, Tennessee, under the leadership of Pastor Corey D. Prather and First Lady Tiffany Prather. I will give you that address later in the show. But I mentioned being in this new place, and 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 since coming into this new place, it's just been God has been so vocal. <laughs> He has been so vocal. I have missed it. I have not heard him so vocal in the last 25 years of my life. I mean just just <laughs> now I'm not saying I haven't heard from God, but I guess I have just I had just been in a place especially a ministry where hearing from God, really hearing him, I mean, speak directly to you. And I'm not even talking about in personal prophecy. I'm saying just in general, going to the house of God and receiving an answer to a question or to multiple questions. I'm talking about definitive, definitely like, like, okay, he just said that, (laughs) I just wrote that in my journal. I just asked God this question this morning before I came to the house. And he just said that. And that's the answer to my question. Like that. I hadn't experienced that in so long. And where I was, those types of encounters happened every once in a while. Right? So that was exciting. And when I say he began to speak, this is how he began to speak. I'm talking about, bam, 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 bam. I ask a question, he answered. I ask, he answered. I ask, he answered. Answer. And I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. <clears throat> so in this time that he's speaking and through personal prophecy, he's talking about different offices of his kingdom that he's called me into, like prophet, intercessor, psalmist specifically. He begins to speak over me, you know, through his vessels, through a a pastor um, and my new pastor. And he starts telling me that increase is coming and greater is coming. And he's telling me to get ready for greater, He's saying that the anointing on me is getting stronger and stronger. And of course, I'm excited to hear these things. Right. And so, first of all, I love when God encourages his people and especially speaks directly to them like a prophetic word because when you it's nothing like when you when you talk to God and somebody somebody comes along that was not in y'all's conversation, um begins to answer. <laughs> What you talk to God about or begins to speak on what you know you just talked to God about, only God about, that's amazing. It's like, man, it's so encouraging, right? And I love it when he does it. And then secondly, who doesn't want God to say, I'm giving you more? (laughs) That can almost be a trick question because the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. And sometimes I find myself saying, I I don't want more. I didn't I didn't ask for more. <laughs> oh. Anywho, at one point, while God is speaking, and all of the speaking and confirming that He's doing, I mean, it's like He was taking my prayers out of my journal and speaking them to me through the messages from my pastor or through prophecy from my pastor or through prophecy from people I'm talking about I would get my son he watches you know he he takes time to watch some TikTok stuff or videos or whatever or something may cross his feed and and sometimes he'll say hmm and he'll send it to me And he's sending me stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I was just asking God about. So I know the Holy Spirit is moving, and that's amazing. So during this time of God confirming his word to me and speaking to me and saying things, my pastor says to me, God's prophet says to me, tell God I'll do it and mean it. (laughs) hmm. And y'all know me. (laughs) If you've listened to the broadcast, you know me. You know I can't wait to say, I'll do it, I'll do it. I don't even know what I'm saying, I'll do it too. I didn't even know what it was. I just said, I'll do it and I mean it. Right? So that was near the end of October. I was excited. Oh God, yes, I'll do it. But as... Time went on, just days, I started to I started to have a pause in me (laughs) Um, because that started to sound like a warning right? Tell God I'll do it and especially and mean it so I started to say okay, wait a minute wait a minute Father what are you asking me to commit to? What are you really asking me? Because of course I want to sing. Of course I want to, you know, create and make music. Of course I want to do that. You know I want to do that. Of course I want to do this podcast. That's just so exciting to me. I love the podcast. Yes. Of course I want to do that. (laughs) So what is it that um, you're telling me to mean? to tell you out, commit and mean it. That sounded like a warning to me. So I started asking, Father, okay, what is this? What, what are you asking me? What are you asking me to do? You're not asking me to sing. We've already established that that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be writing and and composing. You're not asking me to do the, the podcast. We've already established that this is what I'm going to do. You said that what's in me is is national, not regional. And in that same word of prophecy, he says, don't question it anymore and know that it is God. And I thought, okay, well, I was never questioning whether or not you wanted me to write songs. You've been saying that to me for years. And I wasn't questioning whether you want me to do the podcast, we, you've told me that for the last couple of years. What am I been questioning? Mm. And there's one thing that I, that I had been questioning from two episodes ago. Or no, the last episode, Ask Again. There was a man that stepped into my life after 30 plus years. Of no communication No contact He reached out to me And what he had to say Regarding What we both believe God told Showed him Was that I was supposed to That we were Kingdom spouses Okay Well since he reached out Since he had reached out about it From that day Up until this day of this prophet, this word, I had been questioning. God, wait a minute, is this you because as I go back and listen to the last episode, ask again. But there was some back and forth. I'd hear from him. I didn't. You know, he he approached me, he said this, I took it to God, I prayed about it. God, is this you? Because this don't seem like you, because I ain't heard from him in 30 years. Remember the scripture that says lean not to your own understanding? It is so easy to, to get into our own understanding. Did you hear what I just said? I hadn't heard from him in, 30, him in 30 years, Lord. Is this you? Could this be you? No way. What does that mean? What does 30 years mean? <laughs> um He would he he, he he showed up. I he said what he said. Um we came into agreement after I prayed and I took it to God, I took it to my pastor. We came into agreement, then he disappeared, then he showed up, then he disappeared, and so that inconsistency for me is major, okay, and that brings doubt, okay, so I'm really questioning, and so the last time he, he showed up, I'm really questioning, not just, not no, the last time he disappeared, I'm really questioning because I'm asking God, okay, Lord, obviously that wasn't you. So can you take these feelings that have now developed away from me? Can you take these feelings? And, um, he, mind you, is living in a completely different state over 600 miles away. And so we don't have any physical contact, but we were, we were, um, uh, connected through phone and and other media platforms. So without even physical contact, God begins to stir in my heart um, a concern, a care, a desire, right, to be with him. Care and concern to intercede for him. And it's pressing on me, right? We we would be in a time of, I, I haven't heard from him and I don't know how long, and God would just be pressing on me, pray, pray, pray for him, pray for this, and, and giving me, telling me what to pray for, right? Pray for his healing in this area, pray for this, and I'm like, okay, okay, now I'm an intercessor, so it's not, it's not far-fetched for me to, to be connected to a person in that manner, right? But I've questioned, God, is this you and, and why? I'm sure I'm not the only intercessor that you have. <laughs> why must I pray for him? And you know that now my heart longs for him, right? That's the one thing that I had been questioning, right? When this prophecy comes and says, no more questioning know that it is God tell God I'll do it and mean it know that it is God okay what are you telling me to know and what is it and what what are you wanting me to commit to okay so I'm asking and God is not answering he's not saying anything not about that anyway gonna be about everything else but that one thing he is not answering me hilarious so I mentioned in the previous episode about a person that I was trying to help who I had brought into my home and it didn't it wasn't going in a fruitful direction okay in a positive direction Uh, there were two people Wasn't going in a positive direction, and so I was asking God um, for um, guidance on how to help these people move on. Okay, and I was asking for guidance because I didn't want to act out of anger or frustration, I wanted to be able to genuinely move them on but I did there was an urgency in my spirit in my heart that they move on right and it seemed like every every opportunity for them to move on um, was either rejected by them or or some kind of how got fumbled right And that started to be frustrating for me so three things I have before my father well two things actually is this my real husband (laughs) and how do I help these people transition from my home how do I do it in love now God has posed something to me tell God I'll do it and mean it okay So around the middle of November, I was laying in my bed, and I was just chatting. I I do that. You know how people say you talk to yourself sometimes? I talk sometimes most of the time. I'm talking to God. I'm just, Father, you know what? Father, I think I'm going to put this in this recipe. I'm going to add this. I, I promise you. Lord, I wonder how it would taste if I added cheese to this. Lord, you know what? Instead of using flour to thicken this sauce up, I, you know what? I think Parmesan cheese will work. I promise y'all this is how I do. I talk to God all, <laughs> all the time. I could be sitting watching a movie. Father, you know what? I just had a thought. Such and such happened and that hurt me. Now, I write in my journal and then sometimes I write in my journal and then I turn around and pray that prayer out loud. <laughs> Out so it can hit the atmosphere. But I'm always talking to God. And so I'm laying in the bed and I'm just talking to him before I fall asleep. That's that's, that's what I would do. And I would wake up and start talking to him. But before I fall asleep, I'm just talking to him and I'm just talking, I'm talking. And I, I was really just thanking him, just telling him, just thanking him for things that he's done and things that he's brought me through and some things, y'all, we haven't even touched on yet, but just thanking him for these things and he just begins to play a scenario out in my face. Has nothing to do with what I'm saying to him, but he plays a scenario out and he um, and I see it and I'm saying, I said, oh, okay. I said, so... Um, what what do you want me to do And and, and I saw it again and so I then regurgitated to him I said father are you saying to me three specific things he told me to do to help the man that he told me is my husband three specific things first thing offer help in this way, in this very specific way, offer. Second thing, prepare this space. Third thing, remove yourself. I said, okay. So, Father, this is what I feel like. You're telling me to offer help in this way. Prepare this space. And remove myself. I said, okay. Of course. I mean, if that's what you want me to do. This is yours. I belong to you. Everything I have is yours. Whatever you want me to do. And he didn't say nothing else. (laughs) I love my father, y'all. I love our father. So I did that. I reached out, I offered. I made an offer very specifically. If you need, dot, dot, dot. I prepared and then I removed myself, okay? And I said, Father, is this what you was telling me to say? I'll do it and mean it. I still wasn't sure. (laughs) So I reached out. I said what God told me to say. And that was it. It was thank you. I appreciate that. That was it. And I moved on. Probably about three days later. Probably about three days later, y'all. I get a phone call. Regarding the woman that I was helping and she's getting ready to move immediately three days later I get a phone call the woman that I was asking God about moving is getting ready to move suddenly I'm like wow The very next day, I get another phone call, and the kingdom husband is coming. (laughs) I'm like, wait, okay. And then three days after that, everything happens. Everything happens. I was like, wait a minute. So let me let me go back and let me go back and give it to you again because I think maybe you're trying to get it again. You don't have to rewind. God tells me to do something. Three specific things. Offer, prepare, and remove yourself. I do it. I offer. And three days after I offer, I get a call. <laughs> And the, one of the people that I was trying to help transition out of my home is moving. Immediately, within the week. <laughs> within the week. <laughs> within the week. The next day, I get a call. The man that God said is my husband is coming. Within the week. So I prepare and I remove myself. Everything turned around completely immediately it was wild and and i had my house back just like that and that petition that god wanted me to lay before him again that ask again was right in front of me now almost Mm -hmm. almost and i couldn't believe it really Everything happened so fast. Less than seven days. Everything happened so fast. I was still trying to figure it all out a week later. And it was amazing. But now before I could celebrate any victory, all hell broke loose. No exaggeration. And it's still loose. (laughs) I... Obey what I heard God tell me to do. And in that obedience, I became a villain. I'm not a poker player. But the phrase I want to use reminds me of, of poker, I guess. When I tell you, everybody showed their hand. Everybody showed their hand. Everybody showed their hand. And it was devastating. And I thought, wow. Now this offer that God asked me to make, it was unorthodox. It is unorthodox. And what that means is it goes against everything that I knew to be right. Okay. Goes every go goes against everything that is so-called right in the church world, okay? Absent of having sex or, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and all that. It's not that. But what God asked me to do goes against um, what I grew up understanding to be right, okay? A mere seven days after what seemed like great moments in in prayer history i was standing in my bathroom mirror asking god what did i do wrong i thought for sure i heard from you and this cannot be you right there i want to pause because i just had a thought i was sure i heard from god Until I saw the reaction of people around me. I was certain I heard from God. Clearly. Until I saw the reaction of everybody around me. That is something to ponder. And I'm going to come back to that. In a moment. So I was standing in the mirror and I asked God. What in the world is going on? I could not have heard from you. Where did I mess up? Is this me? Did I, did I conjure up something and then call it you? Lord, what have I done? Help me. I'm so sorry. And I mean all of that. I meant all of that. Then I heard the Holy Spirit say, If I had told you beforehand what it was, What I wanted you to commit to, you would have talked yourself out of it. I heard him say that, and that's all he said. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he said. If I had told you beforehand what it was, what I wanted you to commit to, you would have talked yourself out of it. (laughs) And if he don't know me, Cause that is exactly that. That is absolutely correct. Had I been given a week or so, probably even a few more days, to think about that, what I would have done is I would have taken it to somebody else. Well, this is what I believe I heard God say. Y'all, I tried. I tried to take it to other people, and I could never get it out. I could never get it out. I could never get it out. I sat down with my children. with well, my son, especially. He's a very, very wise young man. And I told him, I said, I-, I think I hear this is what God telling me to do. But I'm, I'm, I said, this is so, this is so out of sorts that I really don't know if this is what I really hear God telling me to do. And I said to my son, what are your thoughts? My baby boy said to me, he's my baby. he will be my baby forever. He's 21, about to be 22 years old. But my baby said to me, I don't have no thoughts. If that's what God told you to do, I don't think nothing about it. Wow, wow. So, what do you do when God tells you to do something that goes against what you've always understood to be right or righteous? After the confirmation in the mirror, hell is still warring. (laughs) And with every day, it's looking like Jesus has completely left the building. But God is faithful. God is faithful. I find myself doing heart checks. God, did I hear from you? Is this you? Did I do wrong? What, what, what's going on? What, what do I do? And like I said, God is faithful. He begins to bring things my way. Words, random. People say, you know what? I saw something. I meant to send it to you. Let me send that to you. And it's God confirming. Of course, when I go to the house of God, when I get to the citadel, of course he's confirming. <laughs> I'm talking about almost every preached message and, and then prophecy still coming to am Like, okay, okay. God begins to downpour confirmation and reassurance, right? He reminds me of, Jesus and his disciples, when he said to them, let us go to the other side. One account is in Mark 4, chapter 4, and verse 35. Jesus tells his disciples, let's go to the other side of this of this lake, right? Let's go to the other side. And on their way to the other side, a storm breaks out. And it's rocking that boat. It's twisting and turning the boat. Water is getting in the boat. One account says, and the disciples are saying, what in the world is going on? Jesus is in the bottom of the boat. (laughs) Sleep. In that, I see two things. One, the disciples have lost sight of what Jesus said. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Okay. They lost sight of that because now they're fearing that they are finna die. God ain't crazy. Jesus ain't crazy. He said, let's go to the other side. That means his intention was to get to the other side, <laughs> other side, right? So they've lost sight of what he said and who he is. At this point, if you go back and read that, Jesus had just got done feeding over 5,000 people. And start, he started with two fish and five loaves of bread. Y'all, I can't feed a family of four with two fish. Maybe with the five loaves of bread. <laughs> but not with two little fish. Somebody ain't getting no meat. He just did that. And he says, let's go to the other side. So the circumstance... Interrupted their focus on what God said or what Jesus had said and who Jesus actually was. The second thing I see in that is Jesus was at peace with what he had said. Let's go to the other side. He was at peace with what he had said. <laughs> so he was sleep. Then God reminded me of Joseph, who was betrothed to Mary, the mother of Jesus. They were supposed to get married. They weren't married yet. And in that day, God reminded me of this. In that day, when a bride was selected for a man... The bride, along with her dowry or, or you know, whatever gift that her parents was giving to the marriage. The bride was taken from her father's house and brought into the house of the groom's family. The house of the groom's family she was brought from her house from her father's house into his father's house before they got married okay before they got married that was the custom that was something i saw but but what <laughs> that was one thing i saw but what i saw and that is joseph is supposed to marry this woman this young girl, and she ends up pregnant, and he didn't do it, he didn't do it, imagine the response of the people around him, when he obeyed God, and didn't, as the Bible says, he thought to put her away privately, or to, you know, get rid of her, or, you know, send her on somewhere, I can't marry her, she ain't, she pregnant, and she ain't mine, But the angel of the Lord came to him and told him, don't do that. What's going on is of me. Wow. It is of me. Joseph obeyed God. Imagine the response of the people around him because the custom in that day, although the bride to be was brought into the home of the husband to be into the, into the house of the husband to be, they did not touch each other. They didn't consummate the marriage. Until the marriage was performed. So how she ended up pregnant, Joe? (laughs) I know you didn't do nothing with her. Did you? And if you did, what? Imagine the response of the people. Imagine what Joseph had to walk through. Interesting. That's in Matthew, the first chapter the history of Mary and Joseph. Another thing that my father showed me is Jesus's conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, that's in John four. And in their conversation between him and this woman at this well of water, they're acknowledging themselves that according to custom, according to tradition, Jesus ain't supposed to have nothing to do with her. He shouldn't even been talking to her. Read the history, read that story, and it unfolds. His disciples was even looking at him crazy after they walked up. Wait a minute, what you doing talking to her? Wow. So these three scenarios, God is using to remind me that He 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 will ask somebody to do something. <laughs> remind me that he might ask somebody to do something that don't look like it's supposed to be done. The first one he brought to me, though, was the prophet Hosea. The prophet Hosea, he, 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 he has a whole book. Just read the book. God literally tells this man to marry a prostitute. And don't just marry her, have kids with her. God tells him to marry a prostitute knowing that this woman, is tied emotionally and mentally to the act of prostitution. In other words, this is something that's in her to do, right? Not saying God put it there, but this is something that's in her to do to the degree that she's married, but she's still running the streets. Read it. God told him to do that. God told him to do that. And me being a analytical thinker, I hear some of my analytical thinkers out there. Well, that was then. And God had a purpose for that. And he He had a plan to do that. And he wanted to show Israel, da-da-da-da-da. That was my thought, too. The Holy Spirit said, your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. Now, that's in Isaiah 558 8 through 9. He reminded me that he sees on a whole nother level. His perspective is at a whole nother level. Not saying that mine can't be there or that ours can't be there, but typically it's not, especially when we deal in the flesh. I mean, encased in this fleshly body, we, we are subject to our memory, our will, our reason, our affections, our emotions. We're subject to those things. We haven't mastered those yet. If we ever will. <laughs> then God reminded me of when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was walking on water, coming toward them. They got scared. I thought they were seeing a ghost or something. Peter says, wait, Renee? Lord, is that you? He said, yeah, it's me. Peter said, well, wait, if that's you actually walking on this water, then tell me to come to you. (laughs) Jesus said, come on. In the moment that Peter saw Jesus, and wanted to be out there with him, doing what Jesus was doing, walking on water, defying nature. In the moment that he saw it, wanted to do it, his faith was strong. His faith was strong. But in that time that he stepped out of the boat, And actually began doing what Jesus told him he could do. The Bible says he saw the wind. We can't see wind. So could it be that the text was trying to articulate that Peter saw what the wind was doing to the elements around him? To the water. And he got afraid. And he lost focus on who told him to come. He lost focus on the one who gave the instruction. And that's where I had been. So when I was trying to record yesterday's, well, when I was trying to record yesterday, I stopped 10 minutes in and I shut it all down. I went in the kitchen, I started cooking, I finished dinner, ate a little bit, watched one of the Sunday messages on Facebook. I was so off focus Because hell is still beating at my ankles. And it's still looking like Jesus has left the building. (laughs) At 6 o'clock, I called into the conference line so that I could be on the prayer call. And I went for a walk while we prayed. I just walked. I kept asking God to speak to me even through the prayer. And, y'all, he did. He did. He did. Nobody said, Thimby, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for Thimby right now. Nobody said that. But everything, almost everything that was prayed was for me. And I'm grateful. Now, the thing is, even being sure that I heard from God, Like I said, in this flesh, we're subject to emotion. We're subject to memory, our will, our affections, and our reasoning. We're subject to that. So even in being sure that I have obeyed God, I obeyed him. I offered, I prepared, and I removed myself. my emotions still see the backlash from the people that I that I care about right my memory still is triggered when I see certain things happening remember I told you this was um a back and forth type of type of thing i hear from them i won't hear from them i hear from them i won't hear from them so my memory is still there wait a minute wait a minute this looks like uh, mm, 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 mm. red flag my memory is still there we'll get more into we'll go more into the healing that god brought when i was when i went through a divorce but my memory is still there y'all I still remember those feelings. I still remember those things that I ignored that I shouldn't have ignored. And some of those things looking like now, wait a minute, don't ignore that. Don't ignore that. When it's my affection, it's my reasoning playing on me at some times, because I cannot let my memory My affections, my emotions, my reasoning, my will. I can't let that override what God said. God said this is who he is. And God said, offer, prepare, and remove yourself. I did that. I can't allow what I remember happening, what it feels like, what it looks like, I can't allow what I hear and what I see to override what God said. This is a situation for me, like like Jesus told the disciples, let's go to the other side. I haven't gotten to the other side yet. Here I am in the middle of the storm. Do I rest with Jesus? Or do I panic? Like the disciples did. Needless to say... (laughs) As usual, God speaks through my pastor. In just prayer, he speaks. I'm thankful. I come home after prayer. I pull up the Bible study from last week. And God just reminds me again that I can't give up on what he says just because I'm frustrated or angry. I have to stay in agreement with what God said. Do I agree with the storm or do I agree with what God said? He reminded me of this, and this was the part that gripped me and brought so much peace and comfort. Nothing happens in a believer's life except God allows it. Nothing happens. I don't care how tragic, how traumatic How devastating it is. Nothing happens in a believer's life except God allows it. Then he told me that if he allowed it, he has graced me to go through it. If he allowed it, he didn't allow it for it to bring me harm or to destroy me. He won't let it destroy me. If he allows it, And if he allows it, then he has graced me to go through it. That was the boost I needed. It was like a second wind. It was a supercharge. Because in all of my panic and my uncertainty, God in that moment said to me, I allowed this. Not just I allowed it because, I don't know, sometimes it just feels like, God, why would you allow such, such, such? And sometimes it seems like... There's no rhyme or reason. There's no point or purpose to what he allows, right? But when he said, if I allow it, I grace you to go through it. That confirms right there that there is a point to it. There's purpose. There's purpose. And it makes... The word, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose, it brings that home. Because if he allowed this thing, then he's using it. He's working it for my good. I I'm so thankful. I'm so excited about that. So what do you do when God tells you to do something that goes against everything you've always understood to be right? You do what God tells you to do. Do it. Do it. It doesn't matter who sees it, who agrees with it. You have to do it. If you want the benefit to what he's telling you to do. If you want his desired outcome... Then do what he told you to do. doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. And what do you do when everything around you is the exact opposite of what God said? What do you do when God says, this is who you are. This is what you'll do. This is what I have for you. What do you do when God says there's going to be tremendous abundance in your house and and, <laughs> and you go broke? What do you do? Well, you do what God told you to do. You buckle down and you stay focused on what God said. How do you buckle down? Go back to what God said. <laughs> and if you have to recite that every single day, every hour, every minute of every hour, if that's what you have to do to hold on to what God said, that's what I'll do. Because the moment you let go of what God said, that's all That's all the enemy wants you to do anyway, is let go of what God said. And then we'll be walking around. Well, God, I had asked for such and such and it didn't happen. Well, did I tell you it was going to happen? Did you hold on to that? Or did you get caught up in the storm? Anyway, friends, this was a long one, but it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. I want to pray. That, Father, for the listener today, I'm asking you to remind them of what you said. Father, and if you haven't spoken a word directly to them through a prophetic word or through a preached message and that they're dealing with something, Father, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to illuminate a, a scripture in their heart that they can hold on to. Father, I'm asking you to encourage them to write down what you said. When they hear what you said, when you spark that in their spirit, Father, that they would write it down so they can reference it and go back and reread it and reread it and reread it until we all get to the other side, Father. Until we get to the manifestation of what you said, Father. Help us. And Father, I thank you so much for encouraging us today. For all that you're doing, all that you've done, Father. Thank you so much for the stretching and the developing that you're doing in us, Father. And what you're doing through us, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. And I want to invite you to the Citadel of Faith. It is at 751 East MLK Boulevard, Martin Luther King Boulevard, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37411. Our services begin at 1215 on Sunday afternoon. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. If you can't join us live, you can watch us live on Facebook, Citadel of Faith, C-I-T-A-D-E-L of Faith. You can also search Pastor Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Prather, P-R-A-T-H-E-R, and you can find him linked to the Citadel of Faith. Um, You can also watch us on YouTube on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Friends, I am so excited again to have had another conversation with you, and I cannot wait until the next one. Until we do, make it a great day. Oh,